Welcome to Subject Matter Tabletop. The podcast about board games and the subject matter that animates them. I'm Steve Gonsler. And I am Jordan Tynes, and we are here on the currently recording on the Friday after Gen Con. And yeah, we are still out. not fully recovered. Yeah, still still got our hair blown back a little bit by that crazy experience. Yeah, it is always a wild ride, but I think this year was like particularly overwhelming for a number mm-hmm. of reasons, but mm-hmm. we, we just had a sort of uh, a new experience there, right? Yeah, well, it was um, new for us in, in several ways. I mean, the show has, has become more of a reality than it ever, ever has been before when we were there. Mm-hmm. We participated mm-hmm. in things we'd never done before, like Trade Day, which we'll say a little bit more about at some point, I'm sure. But it was also a return to normalcy in terms of attendance. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like pre-pandemic levels, uh, over I guess a little less than given the official figures. But it felt, compared to the crowds and size we had experienced in 2022 and that we had experienced in September of 21, mm-hmm. it felt <laughs> so overwhelmingly crowded <laughs> and huge. Yeah, um, just as like sort of a, a, a anecdote about that, right? The vendor hall is the place where you really feel the weight mm-hmm. of the crowd mm-hmm. the most, the exhibit hall, mm-hmm. where all the vendors are hanging out, selling their wares. Um, it's huge. It's a massive space. We've talked about that before. But this year, it just felt like ambulation moving mm-hmm. about the space mm-hmm. was particularly challenging. Yeah, there was a few standstill traffic moments in some of the yeah. aisles. Yeah, just we, we might as well have set up camp and hung out there for a while and i don't know had a snack some people did do that yeah we saw some people like just like chilling laying down in the aisle and stuff Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. just especially on the edges that's a classic move on the edge you know yeah there were some people just stranded in the middle Mm -hmm. you know just like well i'm stuck here so i'm just gonna plop down for a little while and you know whatever that sounds that's a good strategy i guess if you need that do it yeah for sure um you know maybe don't wear a giant board game backpack <laughs> that is something that we notice a lot of <laughs> While and walking uh, you, through a crowded uh, area we caught uh, a little bit of a stand-up comedy show at mm-hmm. a um uh, industry uh night and the, the one of the jokes was about that right yeah yeah it was quite funny i thought yeah people people have like more than just backpacks now they have like whole like basically like luggage trolleys. <laughs> well, you made the comparison. You were like, it reminds me of Death Stranding, which is basically a very apt, like if anyone's played that video, video game, game, yeah, that's what <laughs> folks kind of look like when they're walking around, oh, right. except in a, not in an open, like a wide open deserted landscape in a crowded room full of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, um, so the, so I, that's, that's the sort of the chaos that we had to uh, yeah. sort of endure just with the sort of population increase. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, to, sort, I mean, it was great to see so many people come out. I mean, it was, it was awesome to see it, it awesome. just thriving in the way that it used to, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, you know, hats off to everyone for being safe. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm sure there, you know, some things happened to some folks while there, but uh, we didn't witness or hear about any, any big incidents, no. uh, which is uh, great. Right. And, and for 70,000 plus people to come together in a small, well, not a small space, but in a space uh, and share it and be relatively cool about it mm-hmm. and you know generally speaking i think the community is becoming slightly more inclusive yeah, of sure. um, diverse backgrounds and personal experiences and choices and things like that and again i'm absolutely certain that there are, that that is not perfect right we, we yeah. have a long way to go before it's perfect but um i think just generally speaking um i want to sort of applaud the community for coming together and being cool yeah, big time, big time. I would second that for sure. It was, it was, and always has been, but it continues to be a wonderful space and a nice, 
amazing community and it's, it's always fun to go hang out and be a part of it for several days even though it was a little <laughs> overwhelming i had also just previously like the week previously been in utter isolation at a remote like location in the wilderness yeah. Yeah. so it was a little bit of a like a uh whiplash uh for me on some level i will uh, say too, i had a great time i had a blast i did this last year and i just want to say it again this year hats off to the people sharing games there yeah, right i mean sure. seriously the people that stand there in that exhibit hall for 10 hours or however long it is that shift i'm sure they don't sit there the whole shift but some people probably do and wow just i mean bravo brava yeah. like whatever it is you're you're yeah. doing a wonderful job and thank you for for sharing your your gift all right so you know let's talk let's jump in about trade day right yeah so trade day we did that for the first time this year um we had kind of peeked at it from the what would you say like we peeked over the fence at it in the past um but we didn't have a ticket in uh and so we had a ticket in this time we participated we put on a panel about our podcast and talked about our experiences doing this show which was fun uh and i thought went pretty well we got to meet some listeners which was exciting Mm -hmm. and we got some great um feedback and uh ideas for future content from some of them including uh like ways we could reformat the show's mission into other outputs, uh, creative ways that would gel with our academic day jobs and stuff like that. Shout out to, um, was it James Quigley, I think, uh, yeah. who, who was suggesting a sort of resource, uh, web resource idea, which I thought was a great idea. So shout out to James, if you're listening, James, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Um, there, there was a couple a couple of really great uh, suggestions. We had a bit of a discussion at the end of the panel and you know who you mm-hmm. were. I mean, you're probably listening if you were at the panel and, yeah. and you... Um, Gave us some really great ideas, so thank you for yeah. not only taking an hour of your time to mm-hmm. talk about something you're already very familiar with, uh, but also um, being generous with your thoughts and and engaging with the with our mission mm-hmm. and giving some good suggestions. Like uh, I really like that idea of um, subject matter tabletop facilitating different, like you said, different types of resources, but also mm-hmm. events, right? Yeah. Like there was yeah. the one suggestion. I don't remember her name, but, um, she mentioned this idea of like a, like a design challenge or a kind of a game of thon yeah. with mm-hmm. where we kind of bring together designers and mm-hmm. subject matter experts to about a particular sort of, topic and then like yeah, to game jam collaborate. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Thank you everybody who came for coming, uh, to the, to the panel. That was exciting. Uh, it was yeah, also more f- ideas. Let us know. Yeah, you can always shoot us an email, please. Um, it was also cool to go to other panels. So we were like, you know, conferencing it up. So we went to some other panels, saw an interesting one about civic formation and tabletop uh, RPGs, which got a John Dewey mensch uh, in the mm-hmm. mix, talking about John mm-hmm. Dewey and Dungeons and Dragons, which was interesting. Um, and was some other, cool. yeah, some other stuff that we saw about uh, escape rooms and neurodivergence and all kinds of things. Uh, we went so to. The keynote to playful mm-hmm. learning. It was an mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. guy. That was, you know, it was, it was interesting to kind of have a slightly different perspective on this event, right? Gen Con is massive. There's mm-hmm. something there for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you are a, a human and you exist, there is something <laughs> you can do at Gen Con, right? Yeah, and, probably. There's, yeah. Um, and uh, have a sort of slightly more like professional lens or framing mm-hmm. around the whole thing uh was really special yeah it was interesting uh there was an there was actually one uh panel i was really actually looking forward to that ended up not going because the presenter didn't show up but it was about uh global shipping analytics i would have gotten your cliff notes on that later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah so it was definitely it was cool to be sort of participating in a familiar space from an unfamiliar angle uh but yeah. getting to see a new a new sort of side of things um, i'd say so we really took 
that energy, right? That framing mm-hmm. with us throughout the whole con, right? Mm, yeah. Like typically in the past, we've gone to this thing and we've tried to sort of force ourselves into being, to, to think, to feeling that way, to thinking yeah. that way. Cause it's, it's very tempting to just be like games, 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 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just dive in and just like every, drool everywhere. about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, over the last few years, we've slowly sort of entered the other side of the spectrum of our position here right which is mm-hmm. we're talking to people this is our research this is where we go to sort of get new ideas for the show to to yeah. talk to people about how they are designing games and i feel like the the trade day being the sort of first thing we did I'll, like put me in that mindset more right i was able yeah. to approach the booths um with I mean, I was still drooling at a couple of things. We'll sure, talk about that too. Course. But yeah. uh, we we ended up kind of making some new friends. We ended mm-hmm. up doing some more recordings. Uh, mm-hmm. We can give a little sneak peek about that maybe. And yeah, yeah. Um, it just, the trade day kind of set, set us up on the right uh, first yeah. foot. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. You know, and on, on some level, it was just kind of a kick. It was a hoot to like have our names in the Gen Con program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, we're there. You know, it's um, tiny, but yeah. it's there. <laughs> um, so that's fun. And it was definitely like a, a milestone for us personally and for the show. So, so it was, it was all, all good stuff. Uh, but as you mentioned, we met um, some new friends while we were there. We interviewed a couple mm-hmm. designers uh, and we caught up with some old ones because we've interviewed some people for, in the past year. So we've made some friends in the past year. We got to mm-hmm. catch up with those folks too. I guess just, just a tease, a quick tease. We interviewed uh, two designers. We interviewed Jay Dragon of Possum Creek Games, uh, designer of games like Wander Home, uh, which is a really cool pastoral fantasy role-playing game, um, as well as Yuziba's Bed and Breakfast, which is forthcoming. We also caught up with uh, Damon Stone, who is a designer on all kinds of um, sort of like big name card games from Fantasy Flight, like Netrunner and Game of Thrones LCG, but has done work on subject matter titles. Uh, like a re-implementation of a game uh, called Free at Last about the U.S. civil rights movement. Um, and the game, which I was most excited, I think well, we maybe were most excited to talk to him about, which is still sure. in, in the works, is called 10 to 1, which is about the Haitian Revolution. Uh, so we talked to both of those folks, and they were both really kind to sit down with us in the middle of their crazy busy cons and spend some time chatting about games and design and answering our silly round rapid fire questions. Um, and it was, it was really great. great. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it, I think we can kind of give the backstory of the recordings too, this, because it's just kind of again, it connects with some of the things we yeah. talked about it being kind of a chaotic environment. Mm-hmm. We sort of looked at each other and like, well, how are we going to do these interviews? Originally, we were like, well, let's just do it in the vendor hall. And we took one listen in there. It's yeah. like, mm, no way. Yeah. right? It's just so loud and crazy. And like we'd have a really hard time mm-hmm. even focusing on the um, conversation in yeah, front of us, yeah, let alone yeah, yeah. all their equipment and everything else and all that stuff. So uh, we found a, a weird little hallway, you know, up some stairs, yeah, around a corner. Floor, on the second floor of the ICC yeah. near... <laughs> A couple of spaces that we saw on the like behind the scenes tour we took one year. Yeah. I'm forgetting which ones, but it was like near the spot that has like a window you can look out of over the top of the vendor hall. Yeah. And it was also near maybe like the medical office where like people go if they need first aid. So it was yeah. in and oh, it was near the, it was near the quiet lounge as well, which is why we originally zo- like zoned in on it. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, super quiet. It was okay. It was it was the best we were going to do. Uh, but it was kind of fun and funny because we were just sort of like sitting on chairs in the middle of a hallway at the ICC with like a bunch <laughs> of cables on the floor and headphones and asking these folks to just like, you know, pop a squat for an hour and, and try and pretend there's nothing crazy going on around them. And for those of you who go on to listen to those episodes, you'll you'll appreciate that little anecdote. You'll hear like some, some funny passerbys, I'm sure, <laughs> making some funny comments about, I don't know, 20-sided die. Yeah yeah, 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 right, right, right. 
Um, we also, you know, we because we got to meet these folks at the con. I mean, we didn't end up spending a lot of time like with them outside of the interview space because they were busy and we were busy. But we did catch up with Jay at a Possum Creek event one night, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And Jay was, that was, that was really holding great. like a like a game design thing, like game design jam in this uh, hotel room. Uh, pizza like, party, yeah, pizza party. It was just really like open and experimental and welcoming and cool. Uh, so that was nice just to be able to like see that space a little Good bit. Good vibes. Um, yeah. And so I guess we don't want to say too much about those. We can, you can listen to them when they're done. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully they won't have too much crazy ambient noise in the background. We also caught up with some people, uh, some some old friends, I guess we could call them mm-hmm. old friends, some old uh, friends of the show, maybe might be a more apt way sure. of describing them. Uh, Omari Akil, of course, uh, from our first designer deep dive was there. He was giving a musical performance, which we both attended, which was quite exciting and fun. Yeah. Uh, did a song was, about Spirit cool. Island, which was uh, really cool. Under the um, name Omar Star, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's uh, Omari's performance name. Yes. but um, yeah, that was what was was yeah, going on yeah, there. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, I mean, again, just a side of the convention that like I had never even experienced before. There's like oh, there's just like live music performances in the evenings at these different locations right. around the hotels. So we went to a ballroom at like the Westin, and he was there performing, which was awesome. Um, was cool. We also caught up with Drew uh, Worthygig, uh, Drew from Worthygig, I should say, Drew Worley. Uh, which was awesome. He showed us the newest game that they're sort of like prototyping right now called so Molly House. Cool. Yeah, Molly, Molly House, House looks yeah. really exciting. Um, it's for the, anyone who doesn't know, I don't know if we've even mentioned it on the show before, but it's a new I game. They, was, they announced it very briefly, but we weren't like, oh, that's to talk right. When we spoke with yeah. them, they talked yeah. about it. Yeah. So if you've listened to yeah. the interview with Whirly Gig, they mentioned this game. But just to refresh or to tell you if you didn't, it's a game where you play as members of the kind of like gender-defying queer community of early 18th century London. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're putting on festivities, holding parties. It's about like joy in the face of oppression, but there's also secrecy that's important uh, and bonds of friendship and things like this get tested in the face of like betrayal and coercion. And it's really interesting and really exciting game design designed by someone named Joe Kelly, who was a, a Zenobia finalist. Uh, mm-hmm. who's working with Drew and Cole on, on developing that game for Whirligig. That was really awesome to see. I don't think we should say too much more about the game because it'll probably change in, like by huge amounts uh, by the time yeah. it's finished. But I can say I had a blast playing it. Um, and yeah. it was also, it was both like fun, just immediately fun uh, and also kind of moving, you know, and he, he Drew related some really touching stories about responses he's been getting to the game uh, from folks. So yeah, I'd really say- excited about it. The one thing I will say about the sort of gameplay, although a caveat here, I actually didn't end up playing it. I, I sat through the whole thing, mm. but I was I'm an observer and I made comments and chit-chatted and all that stuff, but I wasn't actually playing. But I will say it seemed as though that the pacing, right, the, the, the gameplay yeah. itself was much faster than than people will be familiar yeah. with if they're, if they're familiar with other worldly gig titles, such as Pax Premier and John Company, which yeah. a turn may take a very long time whereas this seems like seconds would go by yeah and it has some push your luck elements that can sometimes accelerate things even faster if you push too Mm -hmm. far Mm -hmm. right so yeah it's it was fun it was really fun and it was it it was i think what one of the things that i liked most about it from that purely like mechanical side that you're touching on jordan is that it felt somehow immediately recognizable as like a whirly gig title in some way Mm -hmm. but also totally different from anything that cole and drew have developed because it's coming from a different designer right totally. uh, so that was great it was exciting to see that coming out of their studio or their you know publishing house whatever you would call it um and it's exciting for them i think it's cool that they've taken on this project and i think it's going to be great 
and I know it's going to look completely different when it's published, but it already yeah. looks cool. Yeah, so. you can, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe as, we'll throw, we, took a, we took a few picks. Maybe I'll put some yeah, stuff can, in the... We, uh, they, they said we, we could, can we could do post, a little, so a little sounds, slide. We'll do a carousel on the Instagram. We'll just pick yeah, there more, we go. Than one, one, more than one photo. That's, that's above my pay grade, so <laughs> I'll let you handle that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was, it, was, it was like, it was just great to like, to, you know, like reconnect with folks we had met by doing the show and also to meet new people in the course of doing the show. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun and that was, uh, as you said at the top, like kind of what made it more like a different experience than what we've ever had in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to dive into the exhibit hall? You want to talk sure, about some of these yeah. things? I mean, we, we touched it, on a bunch it, in the preview, so we should maybe circle back to some of those and maybe talk about some of the others. Absolutely. We I mean, we, we kind of ended up at least seeing most of the things that we, yeah. that we talked about in the preview. Um, we didn't actually end up playing many things um, with one exception, which I think we'll kind of maybe end with that because it was an exciting okay. uh, experience. Yeah. But um you know, we we saw things like I, I mentioned the economic simulators. I think we saw every single game we had on that list. Um, oh that gosh, Pampero, yeah. Pampero game. We um, saw which, that one, which looked man crazy. Yeah, that, it looked like that it would take was you forty five minutes to set up. No kidding, like forty five <laughs> yeah, minutes to set up so if you know how. An hour and a half if you've never done it before. It if you drool over complexity, nuts. there's your game. I yeah, mean, if you want is a full like six foot dining room table covered in pieces and cardboard uh, and tiles and stacks of chits. Go for it. Yeah, you better get actually another one of those six foot tables yeah. to fit the whole yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> two, two of them. Massive. It was. I mean, it massive. looked cool. It looked. It was. Yeah, it's not it designed by Vital Lacerda, but it had a, like serious Lacerda vibes. Is it a is it an O'Toole? You know, O'Toole do the art for it as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's yeah, a so famous beautiful. name. So it was beautiful you, you know, to look at so, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we saw things like uh, Cutnahora in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit more information about Cutnahora. Yeah, we actually spoke was, to those folks. They were at the trade uh, day yeah. demo night, so we got to have a little bit more of a sequestered audience with them before the chaos of the vendor hall. Yeah. Um, and they were telling us about like uh, this badass os- ossuary that's in yeah. Kutnahora. But Actually, I'll give a little game. shout out yeah. to um, to a listener, Alex. Mm. Uh, you know who you are, and he um, he's like, "Oh, you should ask about that ossuary." Or yeah. he mentioned a story because yeah. he had been there and seen right, this ossuary. Right, and I right, mentioned yeah. it to the guy in the vendor yeah. hall, and he said. Unfortunately, it's actually not in the game, but yeah. he wants it to be but an expansion. Be. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he knew, the, but he knew go. exactly what you were talking about. He was yeah, like, "Yeah, it's totally. cool. It's really cool." Yeah. yeah. So there's um, this bone. I don't know. Ossuary, so massive, like decorative, uh, so altar of some kind, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, um, yeah it, it looks amazing. But you know, I kind of liked the the vibe of that game. I think I think that's something we could take a closer yeah, look. I'm at. definitely it staying was, tuned on Cutting Horror. Yeah. Yeah. It was being uh, massively advertised. Yeah, like they really laid out. There banners. was like that huge banner right before we went to the exhibit hall. They were yeah. also doing like ticketed events with it and stuff. Yeah. They had um, at the, we went into the Lucas Oil, Oil Stadium. We'll maybe include that picture of me on the tractor, just to be <laughs> yeah. visual evidence. The green of that. streak, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they had a, uh, you know, the, the Jumbotron was turned on. Yeah. And they, you know, a, a few games are being advertised, but it's mostly like, uh, other sort of larger scale like companies are being advertised yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Cut Nahora. Cut Nahora had, had a like a, had a Jumbotron splash. Yeah. Wow. Thirty second spot on that Crazy. thing. Crazy. Wild. Crazy. Yeah. 
Um, so what else? What else did we look at? I mean, we we, I, we picked up copies, both of us did, of The Perfect Wave. The Perfect Wave, yeah, which we didn't spend a ton of time discussing on the preview, but which when no. we got there, it was like, oh, this looks great. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it would like bear up to like playing it with like a surfer, but let's find out. And if yeah. not, it's a great game that I can just sit in my living room and pretend I'm staring out at the Pacific Ocean because that was kind of the table feel. It was like, oh, I'm just yeah. like sitting on the beach at sunset. This feels nice. <laughs> you know who so. I think we should talk to about it maybe so uh, somebody who surfs yeah. absolutely a surf instructor but somebody who's like maybe like somebody surfing. who has like some sort of meditative practice i mean i think every surfer has a meditative practice mm-hmm. around surfing yeah, probably but i would love to talk to somebody who's like particularly tuned into that mm-hmm. and and would be t- willing to talk to us about maybe how some of the mechanics and the visual elements could potentially map onto the experience of like waiting waiting mm-hmm waiting yeah boom there's yeah, a wave do everything yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like you paddle, know, paddle, 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 paddle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um it looked fun it, i'm excited to play it at home uh with the fam um Me too. another one we did talk about maybe a little more was emerge uh yeah. there were this is the volcano game from mm-hmm. pandasaurus emerge mania man people were uh people were yeah. nuts for this like, game um just sort of accosting it, that booth first thing in the morning it's so like, like immediately yeah. um wild and it looks cool i mean i get it it looks cool i was excited to, to check it out and i and i looked at it a bit more i you know i looked over people's shoulders while they were demoing it i didn't want to wait half mm-hmm. an hour to get a demo of it like because it was so slammed so so we didn't sit down and try it it looks interesting i people are were like over the moon for it. It's definitely like one of the darlings I feel like of the con. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let the tide of excitement cool off a little bit, I think on it before I revisit it um, personally, because it did look fun and it looked uh, colorful and nice, but I don't know after watching some folks play it for a bit, I don't really know if it would satisfy my, my, my desire for like a rich mm-hmm. volcanologist uh, type experience of like thinking carefully about volcanic geology and island formation. <clears throat> Maybe it would. I don't know, but I'm going to give it some space. Let let people go nuts on it for a minute and then come back to it later. I we think. did peep the new uh, Elizabeth Hargrave right down the aisle. Oh hell yes! What's the name of it now? I'm forgetting. Um, the mushroom game. The mushroom game co-designed with someone else whose name I'm also forgetting. But she mentioned this in the interview. It looks really cool. Um, yeah. I signed up for notifications about that because the the Kickstarter hasn't launched yet, but. That we'll one looks amazing for sure. Yeah, yeah, it looks really great. You're using the fungal mycelium networks to like help grow grow your trees taller and stronger. It's like a competitive tree growing game, but the way you do it is by managing like fungal networks. It's really interesting. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, let's see. What we else did, did we discuss? See, uh, Redwood, the photography yes, game. Yes, we did looks check great. that one out. That um, one looks really cool. There's like uh, these like film negative texture like like um transparencies that you have to like bend and manipulate to like yeah. get the right angle of the f- photograph cool Oops. cool pieces mm-hmm. in that game I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that i think um we didn't spend a ton of time with it because we know it's coming in the mail soon so uh we but we uh, confirmed that it is beautiful and yes. that we're we're going to be playing yeah. that one uh soon um i think you know a big big one that we were kind of just barely mentioned during the preview that we ended up spending a fair amount of time talking to uh, the owner of the company about um, was Luthier, the game that is yeah. currently in development about um, crafting musical instruments mm-hmm. um, at uh, uh, Paverson Games or Paverson Games. Okay. Um, yeah. They published and released very recently the, the very now sort of uh, well-known 
distilled about whiskey making yeah. which was also and a big seller at the at the convention people were oh yeah going people nuts bought for that, that as well it was gone for yeah. sure it, was, it had a big sold out sign on their table but uh dave beck is the owner and he actually we ended up talking about um uh shared a, a shared friend of ours and, yeah that's right that's yeah. right we we were kind of getting the rundown from him and you know one of the first things he said was that you know something at this came company that's really important to us is the marriage of like theme and mechanic and we're like mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. okay we should stay here for Tell a little me longer more. Talk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk to this guy uh but that game looks looks great i mean i think it still has a ways to go for in development uh, but um the overarching concept of sort of getting commission for mm. uh, certain musical instruments, creating those musical instruments or repairing old yeah. ones, and then having them be featured in famous performances by people like Beethoven. Right. Like that. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I believe he, re- he related to us in the development process he worked with a luthier, right? Or some sort mm-hmm. of subject matter mm-hmm. expert, maybe not an, an actual luthier, but... Um, yep. So yeah, that that whole company's approach and especially that game looked really interesting right up our alley. Uh, we also went back to Devere. We visited the Devere booth uh, for a oh, yeah. bit, um, a couple times we, actually. We were, yeah, we were both so impressed uh, with Lacrimosa that we were curious about some of the other things they were coming out with. We got we found out some. We got the skinny on. Uh, remind me here how to pronounce it correctly. Uh, I Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I Jerusalem. I Jerusalem. I think. I Jerusalem. Yeah. I Jerusalem, uh, which looks really promising um, and interesting. It was designed by somebody who has a PhD in theology, I believe. Yep. Right. Um, and it's about yeah, the I, Last Supper. Uh, the game uh, is about a, the Last a Supper. A Spanish woman, I believe. Is the, yeah. The, the, the uh, well, the, the company I think right? is ba- Devere is based in uh, Catalonia. I think so. Yeah. That that that, uh, that tracks. Um, but yeah, their booth was kind of popping. I mean, they, they had that event that they invited us to with the stand-up comic and stuff. But yeah. they had like popcorn. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks. And we got a free drink. There was, was a, there was a popcorn machine going and they were handing out like uh, little bags of popcorn and they had like a circus crier like like mm-hmm. yelling at people because mm-hmm. they had that three-ring circus game they were promoting. Mm-hmm. So they had this whole like circus tent vibe happening, uh, which was fun um, and lively. Uh, we did not, you know, some of the ones that slipped to the net, uh, we didn't ever lay eyes on first in flight. It remains elusive. Uh, but we did talk to the people at genius games. So it can confirm that Artana is now known as genius games or was, was bundled into a company known as genius games that does a lot of science and tech games. And first in flight is coming. They had a copy floating around the demo hall at like random intervals, but we just never managed to nail it down in time to go peek at it. Um, and also, Mr. President, we didn't we didn't see Mr. President anymore. Didn't see that one. Uh, I don't even know if we looked really because we were so like busy and, and sort of distracted by other things. But it, it might have been there, but I didn't notice it. I didn't see it. Anymore. I didn't see it either. Yeah, I feel like we looked at we looked at everything. I, yeah, I, we we did our due I diligence walking it, up and down every yeah. aisle. So, um, yeah. so yeah, we saw we did see some some strange celebrities, which was funny. <laughs> I've never, it's never, Gen Con's never been a celeb sighting hotspot in the past, I don't think. But uh, I guess it really wasn't a hotspot this time either. But we did, we did <laughs> randomly run into one celebrity twice, uh, who's like an actor from like True Blood and Magic Mike, Joe um, Manganiello or something like that, I think. Mm. Um, forgive me if that's wrong. But, anyways, if anyone's listening and knows that is, you probably heard about him walking around. It was kind of a very strange, he's walking around with a tiny little like chihuahua under his arm in the vendor hall um and mm-hmm. somehow in a sea of seventy thousand people we crossed his path like twice in two several days. times yeah <laughs> it's very strange um we kept doing that though with certain people yeah, like, yeah running yeah. into the same people more than more than once yeah um 
totally non-subject matter related, but my new favorite like uh, party lightweight party game is called Cool Cool Cool. Uh, we bought that from the folks who Great. make uh, Illimat. I'm forgetting the name of their studio now. Um, yeah, I'm forgetting it too, but, but it takes two together or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but um, they showed us how to play that game in a demo and we played it with them and it was super fun. Then we both picked up a copy and that those folks, I feel like I ran into randomly like five times just walking around. Two, 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 two together, together studios. So it's the word together. Two with a W, gather yeah, yeah. studios. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's cool. I mean, we picked up some stuff just for funsies too, I guess is what I'm saying, which was nice. Yeah. You know, I would say the real dar- darling of the con, which we just kind of had to keep more than an arm's length away from because you just couldn't get anywhere near it was that uh, Ravensburger Lorcana oh, game. Yeah. The Disney themed uh, collectible card Un- game believable holy crap the length of lines waiting to buy a deck of cards i mean people people we were told by the person managing the line Mm -hmm. that people were lining up the night before to get in line for the next day yeah crazy right just like sleeping overnight or not sleeping or whatever they were doing right to wait for this this uh release of this card game and there was like some uh, you know, controversy while they, that we were there, like somebody stole like three hundred thousand. Oh my worth gosh, of cards. that's right. Were those you Locana know, like, cards that were stolen? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, oh. I kind of doubt it. I but, thought maybe uh, they were magic cards or something. But yeah, there was like yeah. a, a collectible card game heist that happened yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah. When we were there. Yeah. Somebody stole three hundred thousand dollars worth of cards off a truck somewhere. I'd say in general, the card game scene right now is just uh, just massive. Yeah. Like, it, and it is just. It, it, exponentially growing it's mm-hmm. unbelievable the um the stuff too around the new star wars card game mm-hmm. is pretty yeah that's uh, the ffg intense. thing huh? that's Lots of cool I, the one thing i was that. say about that that i just really appreciate is they finally just did some like original artwork on the cards yeah, right which right. looks so much better than using yeah. stills and things yeah hire hire some new artists yeah like you know just make it look beautiful because they have the ability to do it and they yeah. did and it was um those were the two big i think uh people really wound up about that kind yeah. of stuff yeah i forgot all about lorcana man that was crazy yeah that was mad yeah was like we, we had to kind of block it from straight. our our vision because it was just a huge snaking line just like the longest terminal yep. line at like a transport terminal yeah. you've ever seen or like a stadium yeah. it's just three days straight solid and not just like a single file line that line was thick yeah right? it was it was, it was snaking good. yeah <laughs> yeah it was wild um but for us i think a- another darling that uh, not only for us but for other people too because mm. we couldn't actually end up getting a copy of it yeah it, it, was, it sold out every day mm-hmm. was um sky team sky team sky team rule yeah, that was great we we, we, m- we mentioned it in our preview uh it you are playing as a pilot and a co-pilot of a commercial landing airliner. A yeah, landing a commercial airliner at an international airport. Yeah. Woo, what a thrill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was really fun. You're rolling two dice pools, and you have a shared console that the dice get to go into, so the plane is controlled by both of you, but you only have access to certain parts of the plane. Like the co-pilot can only do certain things, and the pilot can only do certain things, and you have different sets of dice. So you roll them every time, and you can't communicate about where they go after they've been rolled. You can sort of spend a little bit of time strategizing before you roll, but then you roll them and you have to just silently take turns placing die onto the control yeah. and the plane responds immediately to what you do. So you could tip too far one way and you could go into a spin and crash, or you can, you know, go too fast and run into another airplane that hasn't been cleared by the air traffic controller yet. Uh, all these interesting things. Uh, and there was even more modules that they weren't doing with the basic demo uh, that incorporate like headwinds and fuel gauges and all this cool stuff. Uh, but yeah. we played it and we crushed it. We greased it. We landed it. 
perfectly. Perfect. Right at the last minute. <laughs> on the on the very last die. Right? Yeah. It was, but it was exactly perfect. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was one of those great like, stood up and shouted and high fived. Everybody's like, yeah. what the hell's going on over there? Yeah. Um we did we did it. And yeah. uh and it was tense. Like, you yeah. know, it felt like we were we were very focused. We were very mm-hmm. locked in. We had to sort of see each other's patterns and mm-hmm. feel each other mm-hmm. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. here I'm gonna test this die and uh-huh, then see what uh-huh. how he reacts uh-huh. to that. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it felt a co- co- sort of communicative in a way that I think board games can do pretty beautifully sometimes yeah. where the, the game facilitates a new level of communication between the yeah, people playing. Yeah, you're communicating mechanically, not just uh, verbally or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. And I'm definitely going to buy it when it hits general release in October. I was a little bummed we couldn't just get it there because it was so fun. But, you know, we'll get it. Um, yep. the one thing I think the one thing about it that I would say is kind of funny and not in a bad way, but it's just funny is the coffee mechanic. So there's a thing you can do <laughs> at any point you need a, a wild card. You can just burn a die to create a cup of coffee. And then later on you can crush a coffee to change one of your die to a different number. Yeah. And I just think that like a game that has so much else going on that is very realistic. It's really funny to think about airline pilots only narrowly averting like fatal crashes because they're just crushing coffees <laughs> in the cockpit. They're jacked up on <laughs> coffee. Yeah. I will say though, have you ever been in a municipal airport that didn't just like smell like it was like drenched in coffee? Yeah, just steeped. The carpet is yeah. steeped in coffee yeah. grains. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was fun. Super fun. Uh, I would love to do an episode with some pilots and play it. It was really cool. I'd it be, was a blast. I'd be curious about the development too. They mentioned uh, the person we spoke with from, and now I'm forgetting. Oh, it's a uh, hatchet. No, no, it's um, um, scorpion mask or something, right? Um, the the developer? No, the little. Maybe it's a part of the hatchet group. It's like the the little mm. p- studio that makes it is like scorpion mask or scorpio mm. mask or something like that. Okay. Anyways, cool. um, we spoke to them. Oh, and they you're s- right. Yes, they, you're right. they said that. Um, the, the game was designed with like a, the designer worked with a pilot to make it. And so what's cool about it is like you can play it over and over again. And the, the replayability is going to different airports and different airports can be more difficult because not only, and then you can incorporate things like the fuel and the wind, right? Which is variable based on weather and then what, what you do with the throttle, but the airport will have a different approach. So it's like, you then have to start executing turns in, in, as you approach, right. Mm-hmm. In order to come in and, and that sounded really fun to me. That sounded like, like, really when that game's going to get really good you have to like yeah. make your turns i really loved it I, I think that was sort of a highlight for me it just felt like like just the right kind of gaming experience mm-hmm. the best kind of gaming experience you can really hope for in in an environment like that exhibit hall yeah i mean i think maybe playing molly house or just watching people play molly house in my case right that was a sort of just as meaningful experience but that was kind of separate from the chaos of yeah it was that. off in the demo hall yeah it was yeah, a little quieter yeah but that's sort of you know sort of the icing on my cake was really that i mean i think you know we did a, a bunch of goofy stuff mm-hmm. too right we did played um, some mini, mini golf mini golf critical yeah. putt yeah, it's like sort of an RPG <laughs> style of mini golf. I thought that was great. I mean, that was really you know, fun, in the yeah. evenings when you're wiped, you want to find something kind of uh, brain dead to yeah. do. And um, that was definitely, you did not, not, not require much thinking. It was just sort of like good, goofy fun. I ended up crawling into a dragon in that. In oh, that that's cut. right. Yeah. Yeah. Ended the skunk up the skunk that find too. their lost we should, skunk we should children. Post post maybe that picture yeah, of skunky. me laying inside that dragon. Oh um, yeah, skunky. 
<laughs> yeah, we we did uh, you know our usual uh, tip our hat to True Dungeon. We did a yeah. couple of runs there. Had that was probably great. either the best or s- maybe the best NPC True Dungeon NPC I've ever had. Um, oh, yeah. The like Slavic ghost in what was that Darkhold <laughs> yeah. Keep uh, yeah, he was, was fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's maybe one. So in, in one True Dungeon, close... you get you know yeah. into a room and some, and almost always there's a person in there with mm-hmm. you to like sort of narrate what's going on. And the best ones are when there's like they have like a performative element yeah. to it. So this they guy was like it. had like head to toe like powder wig <laughs> vibe, you know, and <laughs> and just dancing around the table and in, in a yeah. thick Slavic accent, perfect Slavic yeah, accent, yeah, really. In fact, it maybe, and, maybe wasn't even putting it on. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, that's just how he spoke um, yeah. in English. And uh, it was, it was amazing to, uh, we were laughing very hard at that. Yeah, he was great. He was great. We saw a bunch of other silly little games too. I mean, we, you know, there's always so much fun to sort of, to have uh, sort of in, in the points, in between what you're intending mm-hmm. to do, you always discover these goofy little things. Like I picked up a copy of Bark Avenue. Oh my God, we didn't mention Bark Avenue. Yeah, Bark <laughs> Avenue is not even that goofy. I want to play Bark <laughs> Avenue on the show. I do too. I do too. I want to play Bark <laughs> Avenue with someone who walked dogs in New York City. Yeah, uh, I mean, we we could easily make that happen. So Bar- if, you're, if you're a listener of yeah. the show and you're listening to the show while you're walking dogs, yeah, get in touch. Get in us. touch. Uh, because Bark Avenue, you are a dog walker, a professional dog walker in New York City, and you have to sort of like walk several dogs and clean up their poop and like make sure they're happy and I guess feed them maybe. I'm not sure. We didn't look too deep at the rule book. But I did notice that some of the dogs were actual dogs from a shelter in New York City. Yeah. And so they had cute. little pictures of them on the cards. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. So Bark Avenue looks great. Oh, man. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Did you yeah, buy that one? Good. I did. Oh, I got amazing. It. Great. Put I got the like the, like the, there's like four left. I was Put it in the vault. Yeah. Put it in the SMTT vault. That That is such an easy sell for me. You know, I'm walking <laughs> through the exhibit hall and I'm like, I, that game looks kind of like, like I should probably buy that. And it's yeah. like, oh, there's only four copies left. All right, done. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we can say. I mean, what any, any sort of like large overarching takeaways for you this year, this compared to years past about like the kinds of games we saw? I mentioned the, the the card game scene is just yeah. booming. It's never been bigger. Probably Magic. You feel like any any minute now should start like declining in popularity, but it's just getting more and more popular. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's huge. Uh, I think in general, the people that we spoke with, one thing that I noticed sort of trending across. I mean, I, obviously, it's I'm a little biased. We're a little biased because yeah. we show up and we're like, "Hey, we're we're doing this podcast for these reasons," mm-hmm. and people are like, "Well, yeah, I partnered with this type of person, yeah. while I developed this game," and I, and I think that's kind of a, um, we didn't hear as much of that a few years ago yeah that's an interesting point i would agree i wonder if that's just self-selection filter or or what but you're right i feel like we heard that a lot um this year and i don't remember hearing it that often yeah so that's an interesting trend so that's i mean that's good i'd love people you know both cultural consultants Mm -hmm. as well as uh expertise consultants Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. it's really an important a, a piece of creating a game that meaningfully and responsibly engages with the subject matter that it is attempting to portray. Yeah. Also just lots of stuff. It seems like there was more stuff than ever before. More like paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Yeah. Yeah. Than like ever before. (laughs) So Um, many die. So many die like flying all over the place. Yeah. And like the smelling Um, salts, you know, for RPG tabletop. Those are great. And uh, 
we even saw a bookstall selling books that had like had an actual novelization of terraforming mars uh so it's like <laughs> like our little rapid fire question i'm not sure why you would novelize terraforming mars you just read the mars trilogy by yeah, or marsh the martian yeah uh, i guess is where that well i don't know if they're terraforming in that but, movie but but yeah hmm. in any case it doesn't seem like the most likely candidate for novelization but uh that there were lots of it made me giggle though it made me giggle it was like oh somebody actually did that um so yeah i don't know lots of stuff lots of clothes and things maybe one year we'll just like go all out and like buy capes or something crazy (laughs) i I suggested it i offered it uh (laughs) steve didn't bite bite. go for it um well i think that's that's probably a a good i mean there's tons more that we could go on and on and on about those are the sort of highlight notes that i think we should share because Mm -hmm. they connect with what we're doing uh coming upcoming as well as some of the stuff that we mentioned before and Mm -hmm. and a few other highlights in there but uh in general it's a great time i don't know when the next time we're going to go back to gen con is because we're branching out i think we're going to look for some other cons and see see what they have to offer um nothing nothing bad about gen con it's just i think it's time to take subject matter tabletop to other venues and see what people think yeah and see a little bit more of the uh, circuit you know um and you never know i mean we may go back to gen con very soon it might not even be it you know we could go back next year just for a day you know or we could go back in five years you you never know but i don't think i don't think next year we're probably going to go full full on like uh, and if you guys have any suggestions of cons right if you're, if you're listening out there and you're like oh i wish subject matter tabletop would check that con out or come to this con that i go yeah. to every year yeah let us know Please because us know, yeah we're, we have our eyes on things like we'd like to go to pax unplugged mm-hmm. um i've you know for years and years i've wanted to go to origins mm-hmm. um never been that i've never been to we neither of us have ever been to game hole con no. there's um, also that tabletop network conference that happened i don't think only once right. but looked really cool i don't know if they're going to yep. do that again uh, there's, um, the meaningful play conference oh, yeah, that yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. about going to. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of other places and I just think JedCon is amazing. Um, it's huge. It's, um, tantalizing and, uh, all the great things that, that come along with it. But, um, you know, it's, we, we have to, we have to see the world, Steve. <laughs> Subject matter needs to be shared. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we're, we're going to go. We're going to, well, I won't say any more on that as a spoiler for season two, but we're going places for sure. Um, speaking of season two, I guess people should be on the lookout for these interviews. That's probably the next thing yep. that we'll drop because it's timely. We were just there. We just spoke with these folks. We just teased you about them and, and told you that's going to be noisy and weird. So we'll probably get those out soon-ish. Um, we're going out of order with season two. We, like yeah. I said before, we have other episodes in the can. I think it's, as Steve said, more important to get these conversations we just had out there yeah. uh, and then and then we'll follow in up in fact we might even goodies. who knows we might like release them as a double bill or something as one longer mm, that'd thing. be good yeah. um but yeah so that's coming and then stay tuned for more full episodes we have two in the can we have some plans to go record a third one very soon so that's all very exciting um but yeah the school year is starting up again day jobs back in uh you got to bear with us and hopefully mm. we'll have plenty of content for you very soon well thanks for listening thank you steve for uh Taking me to Gen Con. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise, yeah. Thanks for taking Joining me. Joining me at Gen Con. Yeah, be my plus one for Gen Con. I love it. Um, I had a great time. Great memories. Great stuff. Me too. And we'll be back at it again soon, no doubt. For now, this has been Subject Matter Tabletop. We'll see you around the table. Mm-hmm.